to all of you out there that are struggling desperately. You don't feel like you have a home. You feel like your husband or wife has forsaken you. You feel like you are lost. You are alone and no one is even looking out for you. Let me tell you something. There is a God that loves you more ferociously than you can ever even imagine. He loves you because he loves you. You cannot shake it. You cannot change it. You cannot run from it. You cannot deny it. He loves you because he loves you. He has a plan for what you're going through right now. You are not alone. And there is nothing you can do to make him stop. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Let's go. Hey, hey, guys. What is happening out there? It is your girl, Autumn Miles, coming at you with just a word from the Lord, y'all. A word from the Lord. We are going to talk all about Jesus after the break. And I can't wait to share with you what he, listen, what I'm going to share today he told me to tell you. And when when the boss speaks, your girl falls in line. So after the break, I'm going to share exactly precisely what he laid on my heart to share you. So if you're listening to this, don't log off or whatever. This word, I believe, is for every single person that listens today. It's going to be an awesome day. Thank you so much for logging on. Okay. I want to tell you what's going on in my life. And I debated sharing this. And then I'm like, I'm 41. I could, I could share this if I want. I, sometimes I think we need to be proud of ourselves. Okay. Now, don't go all weird with me and don't email me about, you know, you're only whatever. But I have made last year, let me just set it up. Last year, I went to the chiropractor. And I went, it was right before spring break that I went and listen, chiropractors are incredible. Let me tell you, they literally saved my mom from so much trouble. I've gone to them my whole life. My sister, we're all regular chiropractor people in my family. Okay. But this particular time I went to the chiropractor, I've always had back problems. I actually can't lift my hands for a long time just because of what's going on in my back. And so I'm constantly there and I just, I, we've just all attributed it to everyone in my family has a bad back, right? So I went to the chiropractor last year um, in March and he, you know, did the twisting and popping and, you know, everything that they do. And I'm like, how, do, how is this even working? Like, I, it's crazy, crazy science to me. But he, he did something to my back and I woke up the next day and I couldn't turn my head to the right. And I'm like, this is not right. <laughs> I don't know if it was a muscle spasm. I don't know what it was, but it persisted for two weeks. And I, I realized that in my life, my muscles, I carry all my stress in my shoulders. Okay. Right. So, and I just, you know, in my life and my stage of life, I just carry a lot of stress period. And it's all in my shoulders. And I had learned that the elliptical actually loosens my muscles in my back, right? 
And so I'm like, I'm just going to try my own therapy. Now, let me just set this up for you. I do not work. I will not call this working out. Okay. I've like, I do ever here. And there's a matter of fact, right before we went on live, I, I had just got off the elliptical and I was so happy because I'm up to like 600 calories being burned. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like I'm the rock, you know, what's his name? What's the rock's name? Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> That's how not cool I am, okay? But I feel like I'm the rock because now I can burn 600 calories all by myself. So, you know, I just feel so super whatever. But I'm not. I call it therapy and I get on my little elliptical five days a week now and do this. I, I try to burn 600 calories, but sometimes, you know, someone needs like a bologna sandwich, not bologna because we don't eat bologna anymore, but a turkey sandwich or someone needs like whatever. And I get off. But I just realized, you guys, although I won't call it working out, I have been doing the elliptical for one year, one whole year. And I just feel really proud that I didn't give up. <laughs> and let me also tell you this. It's amazing what our bodies can do. And I have never had to go back to the chiropractor in one year since that incident happened. The Lord has healed the muscles in my back. He's really, he's really healed me. It's taken a while, but he's really healed my back. And now sometimes they seize up or whatever, but I feel like the Lord challenged me and was challenging me for a long time to, Hey, you know, you need to do this. You know, you need to do this. I hate to work out like people that run. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you run? Like, how, how could you actually possibly enjoy running for fun? How does that happen? I just, I just, and then people that go to the gym, guys, I went to a gym to do the elliptical when I was traveling for work a couple of months ago and I went in and I like, I didn't know what I was doing and it smelled like a body. And I was like, what? Like just be, a <laughs> I'm not a gym person, but I have to tell you this discipline has really healed because God challenged me to do it has really healed these muscles in my back. And I just have to say, like, I know you might be rolling your eyes because you're like, mm, I hate to work out. Well, so do I. Okay. I'm in your camp too. But sometimes God challenges us to do something and he challenges us to do something for a while and we don't do it or we do it halfway or we do it one time and then we stop. And sometimes God wants to challenge the systems in our life to redirect our life and maybe heal something in it. And I just felt like I typically would not share this as what's, what's happening in my life. But I really feel strongly like someone that's listening, God is saying, hey, do something small, do something small. And with that one consistent small step, I'm going to do something big for you. So I hate to work out, so I call it therapy because I just I just have never been that kind of person. But I've got to say, in this regard, I obeyed, and I'm really proud that I did because God has really done a work in my body because of it. So anyway, that is what's happening in my world. <sighs> Come back because after the break, I really feel... 
think of like, like, what is your best comfort food ever? I like, I just talked about working out, but I like blizzards from Dairy Queen. Like if I'm having a bad day, my husband will go get me a blizzard with M&M's, cookie dough and brownie. Yes, all three in it. And it is the best thing I've ever had in my life. Think of your favorite comfort food or your favorite comfort activity, like watching a good rom-com or something like that for your soul. Like that's what we're about to go into. It's going to be so good. It's going to be like a warm hug and you're going to love it. So I'll see you in a sec right after the break. Do not go anywhere because God's got a word for you, y'all. He's got a word for you. I'll see you in a sec. It's autumn and I want to know, family, what is God doing in your life? If you have a recent praise report about God's faithfulness, we all want to know about it. I want to know, my team wants to know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that listen to this show want to know. You can share your story by emailing hello at autumnmiles.com or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram by searching autumnmiles at the top of the page. I want to hear about it, guys. Let's tell the world what God is doing in your life so we all can be encouraged by your journey of faith. Okay, we're back from the break. Now that you all are like in the line, the drive through line at Dairy Queen getting your blizzard, let's get down to business in the word. Actually, my producer, Mike, just said he's going to go get ice cream this weekend. And I'm like, maybe I'll go get some too. <laughs> that just, I just, sometimes you just need some ice cream, right? It just makes everything better in life. Okay. So here we go. God told me to tell you this. This is going to be, don't turn it off. Like, don't be like, mm, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, heard this. Because I really want to make a point with you today. Okay. A year ago, I did a full study on love. I didn't want to do a full study on love because I feel like it's been done a lot. And you know me, I like to like, you know, find the little tidbits of scripture that really just kind of make you go, huh, that's interesting. And then I realized because the Lord told me, do you think there's something more insightful than my love for my people. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> uh, no, no, Jesus, I do not. And so I did a full study on love and it really blew my mind. This message is to the believer today. It can be to the unbeliever. I know that we have several groups of people that listen, but this is who I'm talking to today. Okay. Okay. I'm talking to that person that's in a loveless marriage. I'm talking to that person that has prodigal children. I'm talking to that person whose parent, maybe the last parent or a parent has gone to heaven. I'm talking to that person that just freshly came out of a divorce. I'm talking to that person who just left a church because the leadership in the church ushered them out. I'm talking to that person today that was misunderstood by your boss. I'm talking to that person today that has been excommunicated from the family. 
I'm talking to the person today who finds themselves in an avalanche of one decision after another that has just got you in a mess. That person today who has no idea how you're going to pay your mortgage. That person today whose principal just called and said, we're going to have to expel your child from school. They're not welcome in our school any longer. I'm talking to that person today who aged out of foster care. You've just never had a home. That person today who is a leader, a pastor, but so long, this is for you from a God that loves you desperately. First John 4 says this, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Verse 10, 1 John 4, 10. And this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. This is what God told me today as I was thinking, Lord Jesus, what do you want me to share today? I want very clearly to tell you, those of you that are in the category that I said before we went to record, I want to very clearly tell you this. You are radically, unconditionally, forever, never changing, wonderfully, beautifully, amazingly loved by our God. The problem with us as humans is that we don't live like we are loved so radically. We live, especially if we're in one of those categories, and guys, I fit a couple of them. We live as if we are unlovable. But what you don't understand is that you will never be loved more than you are loved right now. 
You cannot do more to be more loved. You cannot get remarried to be more loved. You cannot rejoin the church to be more loved. You can't volunteer more to be more loved. There is nothing you can do more to be more loved by a God who is love. You cannot earn it. You cannot lose his love. You never needed to earn it. You always had it. And if you are in one of those categories that I talked about just a a few minutes ago, odds are that you are walking around thinking as if you are unlovable or no one will ever see me for who I am or I am not worthy of love or I must have done something to lose love. And that is a lie from hell. The point is this. You were always loved, even in the midst of everything that you're facing before you faced it in the middle of facing it and coming out of it. You cannot shake God's love for you ever. Why? Because God is love, which means the word love is interchangeable with God. Love is God. God is love. That word God is love, the word love. There's several different types of love. I'm sure you've heard them. Phileo, the friendship love. Eros, the romantic love. There's lots of them. I I always focus on four, but to be honest, there's lots of them out there. The word agape love is the word that's used right here in 1 John. And I want to read to you what the definition of that is. And I want you to think about what I just called out, the people that this is specifically for. I want you to turn up the volume. Because when I say God is love and he loves you, he can't do anything but love you because he loves you. Because he loves you. So much that we know that Jesus was sent to save us from our sins. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. Because he loves you. You think that divorce is going to tarnish your love? No. His love? No. Because he loves you unconditionally. You think that bad marriage is going to tarnish his love for you? No, because he loves you. His love is agape. Agape is God. And I think it's time to live like we are loved radically rather than choking down the lie that we are unlovable. I think it's time to stop the narrative in our own minds that we are not loved, we are less than because If God says he loves us, then he does. You are loved. And this is the definition not only of agape love. It is also a definition for God because God is love. Agape is God. And I'm about to read to you the definition of God. Love, agape, 1 Corinthians 13. You can look this up for yourself, and I encourage you to do it. Love is translated here, agape. 
Love is patient. He is so patient with you. So patient. You got that habit you can't shake. He's patient. You got that thing you just can't seem to kick out of your life. He's patient. Love is kind. God is not mean. Every time I hear like a 80s <laughs> message about you know, preachers that are like screaming at the people. And I listen, I'm a very spirited preacher myself. Like, you know, I, I love to make a point. Y'all know that. But if agape is God and God is agape and love is patient, then that means love, agape, is kind as well. He's not mean. I thought for years after I had made a decision that I knew God was not in. I thought he was mean and I thought he was going to make me pay for what I had done. And I lived under that veil, that cloud of destruction in my mind for several years. And I never really understood that I didn't have to pay because Jesus already paid it for me on the cross. All the theology that says that God is mad at you all the time and he is just out to get you is not what the Bible says. Now, does he come in judgment in the Old Testament? Absolutely. Is he to be feared? Uh, feared, respected, not actually feared. That's what that word means. Respected, not feared. Absolutely. But let me tell you something. God is kind. If God is agape and agape is God, it tells me here in 1 Corinthians 13, God is patient. God is kind. He's not jealous. Love does not brag about, is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered, which is so beautiful because it's so contrary to humanity. It doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. That's amazing. That sounds a lot like a savior dying for us on the cross and forgiving us. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with truth. The Bible actually calls God the faithful and true. It's actually written on him in Revelation. Love bears all things. And this is where I want to stop. It bears all things. It bears those of you that are doing something you're not supposed to. It bears mistakes. It bears bad habits. It bears frustrations. It bears misunderstandings. It bears doubt. It bears rejection. It bears betrayal. Love bears all things. Everything that you are going through right now, the love of God for you will bear for you. Cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. It bears all things. Every emotion 
every misunderstanding, every frustration, every question, all things. It believes all things. It believes the best for you. It knows the best for you. There's a plan for you. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they'll be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It does not brag and is not arrogant. It doesn't act unbecomingly. It does not seek his own. It's not provoked. It does not take into account wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And love will never fail you. The problem is not that we aren't loved because we are. And I could go to 400 other verses that say, you're loved. The problem is that we do not know how loved we are. Because in our human minds, we cannot conceive of this perfect, wondrous gift of love. We're always searching for it, but we cannot conceive of it. I couldn't even conceive of this love until I met Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, and he was nothing like I thought he was. To all of you out there that are struggling desperately because you feel unloved, you feel unwanted, you don't feel like you have a home, you feel like your husband or wife has forsaken you, you don't know how you're going to make ends meet, pay the mortgage, anything like that, you feel like you are lost, you are alone, and no one is even looking out for you. Let me tell you something. There is a God that loves you more ferociously than you can ever even imagine. It is not that you are not loved, is that you have never, maybe never, ever walked in the full understanding and power of whose love you possess. He loves you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. You cannot shake it. You cannot change it. You cannot run from it. You cannot deny it. He loves you because he loves you, because he is love and love is him. He loves you. He has a plan for what you're going through right now. You are not alone. And there is nothing you can do to make him stop. The Lord told me one time, when I was working too hard, too hard, I landed a plane. I was in the middle of my third and fourth book. And I was like on this plane for like 
I don't know, two hours. Sit by myself on this plane because no one travels with me for work, right? Well, I mean, now they do, but I was alone this time. And the whole time on this plane, I was like, do you ever bite your lip just to not cry? Do you ever do that where you're like, I'm going to lose it and I'm going to lose it right now. I bit my lip the whole time. I know that people, probably no one knew. And that's a good thing about having long hair too, because you can cover like your eyes, like the ends of your eyes with your hair and no one knows you're crying. And it's great. I do that every Sunday in worship because I'm telling you the worship pastor gets up to like sing like one bar of the song and I start crying. I'm the person that was radically changed from death to life. And you cannot put me in a worship service without me crying. So if I'm coming to your worship service, I'm going to be crying from the first bar to the last bar in worship. Okay. That is just me. Yes, I'm a serial crier. That's what I do. So I'm up on this plane and I am like feeling alone. I'm here. I am releasing these books, the whole thing, feeling so alone. I go get my rental car. I sit in the rental car. I don't even want to turn it on because I'm just like not feeling it. I'm exhausted. I'm depleted. There's a lot going on in my world and I just can't, I just can't process it all. And I sit in my rental car and I'm like driving. It's, it's pitch black outside. I got there late. And the Lord said, I want you to remember. You are n- nothing in this moment other than my child. And I am desperately in love with you. I broke. And I realized that I had been for a while not oper. I, I knew I was loved. Yes, cliche. God loves you. Whatever. But I never fully, I don't think, during that crazy time, walked with the authority of how radically I was loved. Everything stopped in that moment. And I began to sit And the power of love is patient. It is kind. It is not. And that's all I wanted. All I wanted was for a God to love me in that moment. And that's exactly what he is trying to do for you. So let him love you. Let yourself for the first time be loved by a God that will not leave. He will not disappoint. He will bear everything for you. Because God is love. And love is God. Let that heal your heart today. That is my message. Jesus, we love you. I pray for a fresh wind of your spirit to blow all over every single individual that is broken. They're desperate. They're so hurt. They're so frustrated. They're so confused. They have so many questions. They're mad at you. They're mad at their life. They have so much anger. They've been betrayed. They've been hurt. They need more now than ever to not just know they're loved, but to know how much 
they are loved. It's radical. So Lord, I just pray for a fresh wind of that awareness today. Bring them back in. Bring them back into your fold. We love you, Jesus. And I thank you for this word that's washed over my own heart, refreshed me. In Jesus' name, amen. I will see you guys right after the break for a couple of things, a question and a story from you guys. I'll see you in a sec. Are you new to this whole Jesus thing and don't know where to start? Or maybe you've been following him for a while and you want to dig deeper into the word of God. Then you've come to the right place. Each month, Autumn hosts an online in-depth Bible study through Facebook Live called The Jesus Initiative. The Jesus Initiative is a monthly spiritual challenge to anyone willing to join and grow deeper in their faith. She covers topics such as how to wait when waiting is hard, moving forward in faith even when you're terrified, and how to combat the spiritual warfare in your mind. Autumn's desire is to help break down complex topics in a way that's easy for everyone to understand and implement into their everyday lives. The goal of the Jesus Initiative is to tackle real-life topics in a real-life way, grounded in the Word of God. Understanding the things of God doesn't have to be hard. If you're a believer who wants to grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with God, these Bible studies will challenge you in all the right ways. Simply search Autumn Miles on Facebook or follow her on Instagram at at Autumn Miles and click the follow button so you can stay in the loop for when the next Bible study starts. Hey guys, I am back. Did we make it through that? (laughs) I got to say, I had a little breakdown uh, during the break. I needed it. Now I like, oh man, now I'm like all nasally, you know, when you have that, all that stuff goes in your nose. Anyway, it's because I just love you so much. And I really felt the spirit on that. And I just, I just love Jesus and I love what he has done for us. And I love that we can't lose our, his love. We, we can't do anything to gain it because it always was. I'm just moved today. Move, move, moved. I have a question from one of you. And then I have an awesome story about what God is doing with our family. And I love it. One of our family members says this in a question, how she didn't, she wants to be remain nameless or he, I guess I don't know if it's a he or she, but they say, how do I appreciate what God has given me when everyone else around me who doesn't seem to be following God is being blessed. (laughs) Is that not real guys? When other people who aren't following God is being blessed and you just feel like, God, where are you at? Where are you at? I'm a believer. I don't see any blessing. This is a fantastic passage of scripture to sink your mind into when you start looking around and you start getting a little jealous of your, of your friends who aren't even following God. But this is what he says, rest in the Lord, Psalm 37, 7, and wait patiently for him. Don't fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Don't fret. It only leads to evil doing. 
for evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. I love this because I think sometimes it does see seem like people that don't even follow God are being blessed. And you're like, here I am, I'm fasting, I'm doing the thing and whatever. I would very strongly encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Just fix them straight on Jesus. And understand that what you perceive as blessing on the outside of their lives may, they may be miserable. You actually can't just assume things about people. But also as you fix your eyes on Jesus, I want you to understand that the blessings for you don't lack because other people appear to being blessed. There is blessing enough for us all. And just because someone else is being blessed doesn't mean that you aren't or you're not about to walk in in a season of abundance in your own life. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Be content in him. Don't fret like Psalm 37, 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently and he will exalt you to inherit the land, whatever that means for you. So God bless you. I love that question. It's real. I like the real questions because I'm like, listen, I'm real. So I love that real question. Thank you so much. I want to transition here to what God is doing in your life. We have a story from Johanna is her name. I think Johanna, Johanna, one of the two. And she writes this. This is our family, guys. This is happening right amongst us. Like these are our people. They're listening right alongside of you, even though you've never met them. We're a a huge community of believers. And it's just so beautiful to hear these. Thanks for writing in. Listen, tell me what God's doing in your life. I want to tell the world. I want everyone to know what has God done for you? Has he answered a prayer? Has he healed your marriage? Has he saved, you know, your business? What has he done? Hello at Autumn Miles, email me, or you can DM me on my socials or even just comment. Johanna or Johanna says this, your message was, and I remember what this message was. She's referring to a message I did recently. Was the confirmation I have waited for in the past 72 hours. How's that for powerful? I asked God to confirm if I had misinterpreted or misconstrued what I received as his promise for my family over a year ago. In recent times, there has been great turmoil, which has led to interactions and decision-making processes, which definitely had not had Christ at the center. These uncomfortable and unfortunate situations have truly made me question if I should continue to stand in faith. You, Autumn, and team, I'm adding in team in there, have confirmed that God is preserving my marked territory in spite of me getting off track. I wish to reclaim my praise in Jesus' name. I don't necessarily know how to go about it, but I will take your advice to ask him and lead me straight into my promised land. And Johanna, this is amazing. I love this. This is like, gives me fuel to the fire to keep going. It's not just me. There's a team of people. The content does come from me, but you wouldn't be hearing it without a team of people. That's for sure that are working behind the scenes. But Johanna, let me just offer you some advice. Get alone with him. Do some heart work with him. 
get in the word, let the word, the pages of the word wash over you and don't try to direct God. Don't tell him this is where I want to go. Let the spirit of God direct you. He has ordered your steps, Johanna, and he knows the exact journey to get you precisely where he's taking you. Okay. I love that. Thank you guys so much. I hope that this was not over the top for you, but I just really felt the spirit of God on it. If you know someone is struggling with God loving them or just struggling in their life, send this over to them. Hopefully it will encourage them. I love y'all. I'll see you guys next week. Have an incredible, incredible, incredible week. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to the Autumn Miles Show. Be sure to follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to stay connected and in the loop with what's happening with the ministry. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. AutumnMiles.com is also the place where you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. She is devoted to spiritually challenging people and the way that they think. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. Reach out today and book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Then scroll down for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.